Now, watching a football game, usually a fan uh, it, it can either win or lose, meaning depending on the team that he or she supports. If the team that uh, I support wins, I win. If the team that I support loses, I lose. But there is a situation where it, it's win. It, it's a win-win. No, no matter which team wins, I win. What's that situation? It's if I'm a parent of one of the players and, and on both teams, meaning I have, say, two brothers, uh, two sons or, or two daughters. I guess it wouldn't be a son and a daughter in this case unless it's a men versus women team. But uh, I have two kids, and one is on one team, one is on the other. So, and, and I love them equally, which is <laughs> no, no favorites. In this case... No matter which team wins, I win. Right? It's uh, again, it maybe a little bit more sympathy for one of them. They, they had a boo boo. They had this. They had that. But uh, I'm happy no, no matter which team wins. So we see, what's this an analogy for? And uh, as it concerns the the broader picture of things, we of course take sides, and we of course have agendas, and we of course want certain worldviews and certain perspectives to emerge victorious, and others to lose. So for example, we. Obviously, with politics, right? I want my political party to win, and I want yours to lose. Uh, further, with uh, with general worldviews, maybe we're a big believer in peace. So, if there's peace, I win. If there's war, I lose. Maybe we're a big believer in um, uh, recycling. So, if there's recycling, I win. If there's no recycling, I lose. We're a big believer in uh, uh, in in bicycle riding. So, if there's a lot of bicycle riding going on, there's new bike paths being made by the city. We win, and if not, we lose, and so forth and so on. So now I want to discuss a technique or a kind of change of, of, of thinking here where we could be like the parent that has a kid on uh, both sides of a game. <laughs> and consequently, how we could always win. What is this technique? So this technique consists, first of all, we have to do a little bit of thinking, and we have to turn our thinking, what is it, caps, hats, whatever it is on, and we have to try to figure out some questions concerning what it means for something to be true, what it means for something to be good and bad, what is good for me, uh, what's the relation of truth to me, and so forth and so on. So uh, as it concerns this this term truth, let's start off with that, see, see what, where we get. That's obviously just a term. We have to designate something by it. So one thing that we can designate by the term truth is that which is in any way, shape, or form. So consequently, we would say that anything at all which which exists is that uh, we can say is true in as much as it exists. Now, what exists? Obviously, we can take uh, we could fancy ourselves very kind of uh, uh, modern and uh, and say that what exists is what I can see under a microscope. It's what I can see uh, through a telescope. It's what I can prove with a double-blind study. It's what I can uh, prove with a survey of uh, college students. You know, a scientific survey. Uh, it's, it's, it's in, or a study. That's what's true. That's what really exists. And everything else that doesn't really exist. Look, I disproved your opinion with my study, with my microscope, with my dissection, with, with this and that. Okay, fine. But we can also think that anything at all which, which comes across the, what we call uh, to, to us as an idea or as a perception or as a thought process or as a desire or anything at all, period, that exists. Uh, in as much as it does exist. So if we see the color green, we wouldn't then say, oh, th that's not really true because I can prove with my microscope that the color waves, that really, that this, and then we would say, no, the, the green is a term that refers to 
a sensation, which is what it is. I can just try to disprove it all day long, but it is what it is. To get rid of it, I have to close my eyes or lose my color vision, which if we have it, we probably don't want to do. And even if I was in a room, uh, it grew up by myself in a room or, or in a house that for some reason my parents are cuckoo and they, it's a completely black and white house and I've never seen the color green. I can study every single piece of scientific literature there is concerning the color green, everything to do with color waves and every color theory and every uh, everything at all, to, anything and everything to do with colors and I will still never see green. So green, I cannot reduce to any of those things. So I'm not going to say it's not true. What is that? Right? And the same thing then for taste and the same thing for smells and the same thing for touch sensations. So we see in this, uh, uh, thinking of it like this, the term truth can refer to anything at all like this, which exists. Now we have, of course, language and we use language to refer First of all, the simple things, simple sensations such as hunger. When we're little, I'm hungry. Give me something to eat. Then we learn to refer to say colors and, and the sky. Sky is blue. We, we learn to refer to the, the concepts of people such as mommy, daddy, caretaker. And then we can combine things. Mommy, daddy, caretaker, bring me some food, bring me some milk, take me outside. Then concerning bodily sensations, I'm cold, I'm hot, and so forth and so on. Then we, we kind of build up a web and that uh, we learn to interrelate one thing and understand one thing in terms of another. For example, we can say that uh, the, uh, we can pick up on functions and utilities and we can say the fork can be, instead of using my hands to eat, this thing that is called the fork, I can use to eat. So I've interrelated, to use that term, uh, this, this metallic object, this feel, this touch, this sight, with the feel and touch and sight. Feel and touch is the same with the touch and the, and the sight and the smell. Hopefully, the good smell of food and I can put it in my mouth and that can reduce hunger. So we build this ever-increasing web of complexity. So we would say then that any um, kind of uh, uh, relation here that we can clearly conceive is exactly what it is. And we can refer to it with the term truth, meaning we say uh, a blanket makes me warm. If in as much as we understand those terms the way they're conventionally understood and they indicate a real experience such as we feel cold, we put on a blanket, then we feel warm. What we mean by those terms, we mean say it's not true. I, I disproved it because I showed us no. It's true if, if we're not lying, if we're accurately depicting our experience. Right? I like chocolate chip cookies. If we think, okay, chocolate chip cookies, this is what is meant by that word. This is what I mean by like. It's this in intrinsically desirable kind of feeling and sense. I get this sense whenever I eat chocolate chip cookies. So it's true that I like chocolate chip cookies. Nobody can come and disprove it to me with their microscope or with their peer-reviewed uh, paper or their double-blind study, right? So, and so forth and so on. So we can also, again, use this uh, the term truth to, to designate this relation. Now, of course, we are, are smart critters and we have very high self-esteem needs. So what we do once we get to a certain age, if virtually unavoidably, if we have even just uh, virtually unavoidably, we'll say, is uh, we use our language in order to say different things to satisfy our self-esteem needs. How do we do this? We hear different things, we pick up on things, we read different things, and we figure out what it is that we need to say in order to get the ends that we want, such as to feel good, to fit in, to get some food, some comfort. All right, so it, here it extends to say different um, uh, what are called b beliefs about, about the world, right? So for example, we say, what do we say? I believe in um, world peace or I believe in war. I believe in recycling or not recycling or I believe in the, we don't want to pick anything specific out. It's all the same, but hopefully those are neutral enough examples even though some people do feel very strong about them, obviously. But uh, 
stuff like that and and it serves the same function if we accurately translate the statement then it translates to this is what i figured out in order to feel good unless of course we have spent many many years of careful study and we've worked on our character and we've worked on our humility and we've reduced our vanity and we figured out what we get self-esteem from and we've uh, figured out how to not get self-esteem from what we say then maybe we can figure out some reality to these given words that we say meaning we can create a very complicated uh, uh, relation between kind of the, the brute facts of sensation and the b brute facts of our inner experience and we don't want to simplify it either it's not simply a question of what we perceive it's very complicated things for example a world banking system we can attribute reality to that and it's not anything that we can simply see or touch it's it's a whole bunch of things a cluster we can call it there's a couple of sensations here and there but plenty of things that are other than sensations relations between people between people and objects between desires objectives utilities all kinds of things so if we spend a lot of time thinking we can perhaps clarify certain uh, uh, higher level ideas like this and we can use our language to bring these ideas to mind the mark of their quote-unquote truth meaning of their sense is that everybody agrees because if we point something out clearly and simply for example um, look at uh, uh, simple example look down at, at what we said right look down there at what we call the grass the the term that I use uh, concerning its color in English is green okay, I disagree what do we disagree in, in regard to so that's the mark of clear statements nobody disagrees because there's nothing to disagree with person might be emotionally kind of uh, uh, kind of averse to, to giving their assent and they're gonna say no I disagree but that's not because they're clearly conceiving what is being said they, they just hear the words and then we have to be clever and we have to figure out words that a person is not gonna is not gonna get a person going right so but, but and, and then they're, they're still gonna agree so that's the mark of a true statement what's the alternative is it that something is false the alternative is is that it's empty sounds is that we haven't thought about what we said and it's the equivalent of blah, 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 blah. Or there's some there's there there's some other things right there's something we could call maybe a faulty concept key which is combining different uh, aspects uh, and claiming that they all belong together. So an ex a brief example here, not to get too off track, is uh, uh, unicorns exist in the same way that horses exist. So so what is is this true? Is this false? Is this gibberish? So unicorn is just a term, just like horse. So it has to refer to something a horse we, we we may think is simply a perception that's a horse but what we call a horse in sense perception is just the sight of a horse the horse is a concept it's a concept meaning it contains the notion of a living being of this kind of behavior of this kind of utility such as riding or transportation of these past experiences uh, for biologists uh, who studied uh, in kind of uh what is it flora and fauna fauna a long time can say a lot more things about the horse about its digestive system about its intelligence so it's a concept what we see is the the sign for the concept if a person is blind they can't see what we call a horse so they touch it and they think horse right or they they or they can hear the whatever horse the the uh, whatever sound the horse makes we're talking gibberish now whatever sound the horse makes and they can think that's a horse so consequently, it, when we say a horse, it's not that, oh, a horse is one thing and, and unicorn is another thing. It, it, it's both sounds that refer to concepts. So unicorn is a real concept, meaning we can visualize a horse uh, uh, with a horn. I believe there's, there was even an extinct uh, creature like that some number, some, some, a great while ago. But either way, there's no problem at all in visualizing a, a horse with a horn naturally growing out of it. So we can refer to that with the term unicorn. So now, so far, so good. It, it exists as much as we say, uh, oh, yeah, anger doesn't exist because we can't photograph it. No, incorrect. 
Right? Anger is an inner state. It's a whatever you want to call it, an emotional state. Oh, uh, this the world banking system doesn't exist because it's a conception of people. Also not true. Why why doesn't that why does that make it not exist? It certainly does exist as much as anything else or as as much as whatever else exists in that class. So a unicorn certainly exists for a person that has that conception in mind. They have the concept. They they visualize that as much as anything else in that class exists. But now this statement says. That a unicorn exists in the same way that a horse does. And a horse exists in, a, in such a way that we can find signs for that concept in the realm of sense perception. Meaning, we can touch something and say, that's a horse. We can see something and say, that's a horse. We can smell something uh, and say, that's a horse. So the question is, does a unicorn exist in that way? And we see that we can go around to every stable in the world and we can uh, go to every single place in the world as far as we know and we will never ever see something that we can conforms to this image that we have of a, of a horse type of creature with a horn naturally growing out of its skull, as far as I know, or as far as you know, as far as science knows, right? Maybe there is, but as far as we know, there won't be. Everything that every animal that we encounter will be different from that inner uh, visualization that we call a unicorn. Consequently, this statement is what we can call faulty concept key. It's not pure sounds because we know what to, to kind of think of, but we see that a person is combining different notions inappropriately. They're taking the notion of uh, existence and self-perception that applies to horses. They're taking the notion of um, a horse with a, with a unicorn which we haven't seen yet to exist in the, in the realm of sense perception, or at least not in a while. Again, perhaps it was used to, got extinct, whatever the case may be, it doesn't really matter. And they're combining it using the power of language and consequently creating what's called BS or what's creating a, a, a deceptive statement or, or something like this. So here we would say, we would use the term wrong to describe this for, for this reason, because we can specifically falsify what the person is saying. The person said that we could see a, a unicorn the way we see a horse, but we see we can't, so we use the term wrong. Other statements, however, we wouldn't use the term wrong because they're not making a falsifiable claim. So for example, if a person says, I believe the most important thing in the world is for us to, to water all of the little invisible purple elves that are floating everywhere and to give them all a great uh, this uh, right? like this kind of string what, what are you saying you're wrong like no we're gonna say you just strung together a bunch of words right that's what we can do in language it doesn't mean that we've always created a statement which can be evaluated we can say uh grass uh up went through nice what do we say this is wrong when they say it's a string of, of, of words that we don't know what to make of Right, so we say that uh, because of our great self-esteem needs, anything complicated that we say, by and large, unless we've spent a lot of time thinking about it, is just a string of words. So we wouldn't call it wrong. We wouldn't call it not true. We'd call it a string of words. But because our pride is very easily offended, we hear different words and they're like, uh, what is it? Buzzwords. So you hear, oh, you said this? Oh my God, I disagree. You're wrong. Right, so the correct statement usually to make is you've, made a, you've put together a bunch of words. Uh, instead of oh you're wrong I disagree let me disprove you and let me let me show you my study <laughs> uh, is how we talk sometimes so the, in a way e easy way here is of course to simply say can you define your term so a person gives us their their statement what's a stereotypical one we can get off of social media right? what do people say uh, the, I love the the universe I'm one with the universe I'm all vibrations kindness cosmic right yada yada so instead of saying you're wrong i disagree but we say that if we have to for whatever reason for 
the case calls for it. We say, define your terms. What do you mean by universe? What do you mean by love? What do you mean? So if a person can define it, great. So now we say we can evaluate their statement. Is it a statement like the unicorn statement? Or is it a statement such as uh, I'm hungry or the grass is green or mathematical reality, right? We also, there's so many things here. We didn't get into the, the, the aspect of math and ontological, quote unquote, realities, all kinds of things, but just to, to offer some summaries. And uh, then we can, after we get the definitions down pet and, and they're very clear to us, we can think about how to evaluate the, the statement. But if it's simply a string of words, that's the assumption. You've just paste, copied, copied and pasted different words from different places. There's no need to then say, dignify it with saying you're right or you're wrong as if the person is a great philosopher or thinker and is making an intelligent statement. But this is, of course, what we do. And then we do the same thing and other people do the same thing back to us and so forth and so on. So anyhow... Um, the original uh, thing that that was uh, the topic of discussion is is how do we never how how do we ally how do we have kids on both teams to so say how do we never lose so the idea here is to say that I right I was just recently a baby I exist I have a body I have a mind like I don't know how any of this came about and consequently it stands to reason that I exist in the context of reality in the context of truth not in the context of different empty statements the meaning of which I don't know but in the context of reality whatever it is whatever can be conceived or, or will be able to be conceived that's my good that's what that's what the, the reality I live in for example I can say use my uh, yapping and I can say I need food or I don't need food or I can eat uh, nails instead of food or I don't I can fly instead of food or I can pat myself on the nose instead of five we can say anything we want but there's a reality which is we need food and water and drinking and sleeping and all of this even if we had no language uh, for animals it also applies who don't have a language or, or not as sophisticated as ours all right so we say the same thing then we would say goes for everything else for our psychology for our mind for for our body for for our good for anything and everything so if we then say that my true good lies with the truth we will always be on the winning team. Why? Because we will only back something. We will only be a fan, so to speak, of a quote-unquote team in as much as we really, truly think it's true. And what, again, what does it mean to really, truly think it's true? Is it a sense? Is it a feeling? It's when we have conceived something clearly. It's when we know exactly what is being talked about. For example, we can be a fan of the team I need to sleep in order to avoid falling asleep the next day. I need to get this amount of hours of sleep. We can be a fan of that team. We can be a fan of the team I need to eat in order to avoid a growling stomach. We can be a fan of the team I need to stay hydrated to avoid dizziness and so forth and so on. And this, of course, applies to very complicated things as well. We, we just uh, don't think that because we're not not—we're usually exposed to, to empty uh, sentences as opposed to true thought. When we hear true thought, when we hear valid ideas, it's the same exact thing as anything else. So if we get ourselves on the side of quote-unquote truth, but again, not in this, usually when we say I'm on the side of truth, we mean the empty sentences that we state. All right? I believe in truth. What's truth? Uh, it's uh, X, Y, Z. Says who? Says me. Why are you right? Well, because I'm me. What do you think? I'm a sucker? You think I wouldn't believe in truth? Okay. On to the next person, we get the same thing. On to the next person, we get the same thing and so forth and so on from billions and billions of people. All right. So we say instead of using the term truth to designate some kind of sentences that we say, we can use it to designate what we have clearly in its conceived in its own self as much as at least as much as the examples we've given. 
and then we can figure out the only way to want it because it's painful, right? Sometimes the truth could be that we suck. The truth could be that we're not as good as we want it to be. The truth could be that, that we lost. The truth can be many things. So consequently, we have to be willing to take pain. But if we realize that our good lies with the truth, we can always be on the winning team because, again, we think, you, I, this is what I clearly conceive. If you point out to me how I'm making a mistake in my conception, I'm going to conceive of something else. Uh, and if, uh, if, I, uh, if you point out to me where, where I'm going wrong, I'm going to think something else. But again, very important to remember, many of us say this. Very few of us are actually about it instead of just talking again because it's painful. We think, I, I'm, I'm for the truth. I'm willing to change my opinion, but within this range of something that won't make me look too bad, of something that won't make me look too foolish, within this paradigm, within this context, I'll agree, okay, you pointed out a mistake. For example, in mathematics, lightly to touch upon it, not, not too much. Once we've accepted the, the basic tenets of math and, and, and algebra and geometry and trigonometry and everything else, then with the uh, uh, person thinks, okay, within here, you point out a mistake to me. I said two plus two is five. Oh, you said it's four. Okay. This doesn't, uh, I, I'll agree if it doesn't make me look too bad, but doesn't mean that we're then able to, to undermine all of math. Somebody comes along and says, all of math is garbage. None of it is true. Right? None of it is so, which is certainly not something we can just say like that, but just to, to make the point. Right? So then the, uh, the vast majority of people would shut down and say, I don't want to hear what you have to say. Let me go back to the system I was in. So when we say, if we truly want to be on the side that never loses, it can't be the fake kind of supporting the truth, meaning within what's comfortable for me. It has to be real. It has to be to, to where it, we feel that if somebody, it, my entire life is built on this paradigm, on these presuppositions, but if somebody comes along and shows me uh, that uh, it, it's not so, uh, or, or undermines the, the clarity of my thought, or, or chances are, because again, we don't think these things through, just demonstrates to us that our statements are empty and have no sense, we're going to say, okay, I agree, let me go back. But again, this is not for everybody. Why? Because what, what's certainly true is our bodily needs, our emotional needs, and uh, if we're past a certain age, we're past a certain stage of development to then go and chase after the quote-unquote truth, after we've already s s kind of set our lives up according to a certain scheme could be courting disaster so in that case we kind of we're done probably for for our life we're never gonna be on the side that always wins so then we have to go back to fighting for our given team right we only have a kid on one team and so if our paradigm if our sentences are, are, are correct if we feel like they're correct on a given day great if not oh no it's uh, and, and and so forth and so on it's constantly a roller coaster i might be right i might be wrong i might be uh, uh, the, the war might be going my way or somebody else's way okay fine but if we're young enough, if we're fresh enough mentally and emotionally and we can do this, that's the best favor we can do to ourselves because then we're never going to lose. We're never going to be on the wrong side because we're always going to be willing to switch sides. Right? In a sense, it's kind of jumping on the bandwagon, but this is a good bandwagon to jump, uh, to jump on. It's not being a traitor if we do it the right way. It's not like, oh, yeah, I need to, to say this empty statement of, uh, of words that are copy and pasted from different places. If I stop saying it, I'm a traitor. No, that means we have good sense. Chances are, I'm right. So these are some ideas here. Basically to summarize, normally we uh, extend our self-esteem to, to the things that we say. And normally we don't think much. So we simply say different things. And then like a dog digs into a bone, like a pit bull digs into a nice juicy steak. We dig into the statement that we say and we say it again and again. Another person hears our statement. They interpret it according to their understandings of the words. They assume that we have a, we're making a particular concise 
assertion. They yell at us. They dis they try to disprove us. We get offended. We try to disprove them. We say you're wrong. They say we're wrong, and so forth and so on. And this is how it's always been going on, obviously, for a long, long time. The other alternative is to say, I anything that exists exists. Anything that I can conceive, I can conceive. I can try to be honest and, and forthright and precise in my language and depict only what I can conceive. And consequently, if uh, whatever it is that I can conceive, whether it makes me look bad or good, that's what I'm going to say, right? Because that's what, what uh, the, the accurate thing to say. And then I'm never going to be on the losing side because anything which can be conceived is what can be conceived and it is what it is. And I'm going to be on that side because that's what's truly good for me since I'm a part of reality. So that's another perspective. If we're, again, emotionally and mentally fresh enough, we can kind of go down that route. Think We can think about it. Thank you for listening.